Hello, and welcome to a special episode of This Thing Called Church. Um, this is episode number 19. And today we are joined um, with by two special guests. Um, we have Kate Werner and Pastor Bartos with us today, and they are currently in Krakow, Poland. Um, we have a relationship um, with this church in Krakow, United Methodist Church in Krakow. Um, uh, members of our bell choirs and singing choirs went to Krakow in the summer of 2015, 2015. So seven years ago, we went and um, Kate was our phenomenal tour guide. Um, and she took us through Prague and Poland and Budapest, and it was a beautiful um, experience. And one of the highlights of this experience was that we stopped in Krakow and we performed, we did a bell performance at Pastor Bartos um, Church. And the special thing that I remember from this performance was that the church um, couldn't really accommodate our bell tables. And so we had to perform outside in the courtyard in the back. And it turned into this beautiful experience. Um, and I and a lot of people from the community and looking outside their apartments and stuff were, were watching. But, um, and I know Kevin, you've been in touch um, with Kate and Pastor Bartos recently, but why don't you explain to us, um, Kevin, if you can, about how that relationship um, or how you found Pastor Bartos. Oh, thank you. Thanks, uh, Pastor Bartos and Kate for joining us. So really it was an email, I believe, to Pastor Bartos and just would we be interested in having us? And so we did and, Kay and Karen's already spoken about how that uh, concert went, but was been really wonderful as Pastor Baltaras um, sends greetings. We send greetings back and forth to each other for the last seven years now. And so we've kept up this communication. Kate actually was a courier for our 2017 tour of Germany as well. So we've been with Kate twice on tour. So, and we've, Kate and I connect on Facebook and as of recently texting. So um, she's been wonderful to help us with uh, connections with the Krakow Church. Great. Well, we just, um, you know, every, with the situation that's been happening over there um, and the news that we're getting and what we're seeing is probably a little bit different from you guys, but we also, our hearts and our prayers are with everybody there. And mm -hmm. we just kind of wanted to talk to see how, how things were going on there. Um, and maybe Pastor um, Bartos, you can start with just telling us a little bit about yourself and your church. So the church in general is 100 years old already in Poland, the Methodist Church. The anniversary was held very recently. It was founded after the First World War. Dzięki pomocy misji Kościoła Południowego Kościoła Matystycznego Zostanów Zjednoczonych. 
and it was um, uh, with a big help from the uh, South um, South. Southern, sorry, Southern Church of uh, a Methodist in the United States. So even before the Second World War, during the time which we call during wars in Poland, this 20 years, there were already many parishes which were established. Na wschodzie Polski ówczesnej. Some of them Eastern Poland. Po II wojnie światowej granice zostały przesunięte. And as the borders were shifted after the Second World War. Także te kościoły zostały w Związku Radzieckim na terenach późniejszego. Some of the churches unfortunately were at the other border and the other side. It wasn't Poland anymore. It was SSRR at the time, after the Second World War, of course. Po II wojnie światowej Kościół pozyskał nowe parafie, utworzył. But there were new one, new parishes uh, set up after the Second World War. Obecnie w Polski Kościół liczy około 40 parafii. And there are uh, around 40 uh, parishes right now. To nie jest duży kościół, ale działający w Polsce już od 100 lat. So it's maybe not a very huge congregation, but it's uh, operating very well. And the history of 100 years shows that it's still existing. How many years has, has he been there? A pastor, jak długo już działa? W ja już jestem pastorem, jestem już ponad 30 lat. It's over 30 years for uh, Pastor Bartosz. Wow. Uh... W Krakowie 18 lat. Wcześniej byłem pastorem w Łodzi i w okolicach Łodzi. W centralnej Polsce. So 18 years in Krakow and before around 12 years in uh, um, the surroundings of another Polish city, which you will never pronounce, called Łódź. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it's a very, very, very funny name that is always making problems for anyone abroad. It's called Łódź. The city is uh, in central Poland. In, a, uh, in addition to um, pastor's work in the church uh, local in the parish um, did I do I understand correctly that he's also served or has served as a superintendent what do you mean by a superintendent in this uh, like over a district of churches an ah, administrative mm -hmm. role over a group of churches oh yeah it's called the southern uh region of the of the church the whole southern poland it's also also administrated by pastor Bartosz. and there is also the church sem se sorry seminary and this is also uh being administrated and run by uh the office is run by uh, pastor Bartosz. And they also run together with his wife uh, a church magazine. 
pielgrzym polski. A magazine is like a store, is that right? Is what? What is a magazine? Is that a store? It's a no, no, or a magazine, magazine like, like a book, a, like a like a like a news. Uh, gotcha. Okay. News like a newsletter. Gotcha. Magazine for like monthly, and it's called the Polish Pilgrim. That's the title, if you translate it uh, correctly. It's not. Sorry, it's a magazine not run every month, but it's every two months. To są te najważniejsze punkty, które mam, bo jeszcze mniejsze też, ale to są najważniejsze. Those are the most uh, important uh, functions and uh, um, obligations that Pastor Bartosz has. That's a busy life. Bardzo musi być pastor zajęty. I am um, in a in a. It, it's different, but um, I shared the that kind of administrative role that Pastor Bartosz has um, here in the in North Carolina in the Charlotte area, Charlotte, um, the city of Charlotte. So I, I can uh, sympathize with him in that work, that administrative work. So uh, Kevin, um, yes. you guys rang there and uh, sang in the church, um, and. Um, Obviously, the the church and the Methodist Church in Poland is different from the church in um, the United States, as it is different in every context. I was just wondering if uh, Pastor could talk, just maybe a little bit about um, just kind of what the church is like um, in Poland, because I don't want our uh, our our U.S. listeners to impose our kind of ideas of church on onto the church there, because it is very different. The context is different. Culture is different. Um, can he share a little bit about that? Oczywiście my żyjemy w Polsce, działamy. Polska jest w większości kościołem krajem katolickim. As well, Poland is first of all Poland is uh, the, yeah, the, the most of the people here are Catholic. 97% to są statystycznie katolicy. Wszystkie inne wyznania Wszyscy protestanci razem to jest około 0,25% Okay. Uh, Catholics are 97%. That is what is stated, uh, that it's 97% of uh, all the nation and the protestants are only 0,25% in the whole amount of people. Yeah, that's very different. <laughs> To już jest pierwsza znacząca różnica. Um, no, I was just thinking, you know, that we obviously we're very concerned about um, Ukraine and what's happening there. Um, you all share a very large border, uh, your neighbors. Um, so I know that um, given the, the history that there, there's great concern in Poland as well. Um, can can pastor or or you um, talk a, a little bit about that? Help give us kind of a um, your insight, your thoughts um, a, as we all sort of watch um, those the just the horror um, unfolding in Ukraine. Oczywiście jesteśmy zaniepokojeni, tak jak wszyscy, ale ze względu na to, że jesteśmy blisko, to nasz niepokój jest dużo większy niż. Osób, które mieszkają dużo dalej. Uh, 
of course, in generally speaking, we are worried as, uh, for the whole situation, but also considering that we, and by we, Pastor meant Poland in this case, are quite close to the border and to Ukraine, that it's quite no, also obvious that we may. That it's 300 kilometers from the border. Uh, it's uh, also, uh, well, obvious that we are probably more worried than uh, the rest of the world, as we also Krakow, see. Yeah, I mean, Krakow is 300 kilometers from the border because, yeah. So, Pastor, we have um, people here who are wondering about uh, refugees from Ukraine. Are they showing up in Krakow? And uh, how are you all absorbing that? And how is the church, and I mean the Methodist church, the Catholic church, addressing that crisis? Napływa bardzo dużo uchodźców do Polski. Media o tym mówią, także do Krakowa. Oczywiście jest bardzo duża mobilizacja. There is a priest. Okay, um, I jump in if I may. Um, so yeah, just what I could 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 hear. Uh, of course, as the congregation, uh, they are open for giving shelter to people and helping them out. Um, from my point of view, I'll show you maybe a little bit different perspective. Um, it's over 327,000 people that came to Poland already since last Thursday which Hello. most of them is probably around uh, Krakow, Warsaw. And of course, at the, at the border at Przemysl and Lublin and the smaller cities. So um, there are 90,000 apartments, not apartments, sorry, places to stay, uh, beds, literally speaking, for people in Krakow itself. And by this, I mean hotels, private apartments. Um, I gave my apartment, my, my, well, not the one that I live in, but it's too small, but I gave my other apartment also for uh, during the weekend for uh, six, uh, six uh, people, six to three women, three children from Ukraine. And uh, well, it's for one month as for now. So they in a way figure out what they can do, but of course there is nothing else I can do for them. Mm. That's the only thing we can we can do. So um, people are very much working to help and with uh, collecting stuff. It is even already said that we are as Poles, we have a little bit too much willingness to help in a way that there is too much stuff gathered at the border, for example. So we need to, of course, everyone is working in a kind of a chaos and we're trying to do what's best, but also we need to, and it's, it's getting there. I mean, it's starting to be more precise and also communicate better with uh, drivers, transfers, um, collections, like food in this place. Uh, they need medicaments, they need, uh, uh, some kind of equipment for the army. Those people need only clothes because they were, you know, escaping with, I don't know, 
one suitcase or stuff like this. So this is getting more organized, which of course is kind of also normal that we are not as good organized because well, war at your other border is not happening every single day. So this is also new to everyone here that would like to help. But from my perspective also, I can tell you that um, this is the only thing and it only Putin could make it that Poles are united as for now. Never before this happened. So this is something which is really a good thing um, that we can do this and we can help together. Nie, w zasadzie no, staramy się, staramy się w miarę możliwości pomagać lokalnych, so tak jak całe społeczeństwo. So as the whole society is helping, they also try to give what they can to help out Ukrainians right now. So I know our folks ask, uh, they've, they've already asked, uh, what, what do we do? And um, uh, I, I'm sure it, it's a, a bit chaotic at the moment. It, as you, you said, it's, uh, it takes a while to sort of get organized. We have the same challenge in the US when we have a disaster or some kind of emergency. Everyone wants to help. And then sometimes you have the help in the wrong places or not quite the right kind of help. But um, the sentiment is is positive and good. It just takes time to to get it all organized and more efficient. Um, is there something that uh, particularly the church or others um, you know, that we could say to folks here um, in North Carolina who may be listening? Um, this is what you can do in the moment. There may be other things down the road as as the situation unfolds that we can ways to uh, respond, but. Um, for now, what are their needs? What what might we do? Oczywiście prosimy o modlitwę jak zawsze, jako chrześcijanie. First of all, we of course ask for the prayers. Dla chrześcijan to jest zawsze broń, która jest skuteczna. For Christians, it's always the most powerful weapon. Jeżeli chcieliby wesprzeć w inny sposób, to oczywiście yy, yy, będziemy wdzięczni. Środki mogą być przekazane na działalność dla uchodźców w różny sposób. And of course, if there is a wish that you can help the church, all of the funds that can be provided will be disposed between the refugees from Ukraine, of course from the church, the ones that get the help directly from, from, from the Krakow's um, church. Każda pomoc jest ważna. I duchowa, is, i yeah. Every help is needed. Uh, the spiritual one and every material one also the same level of uh, importance. Mamy nadzieję, że niedługo się wszystko skończy dobrze. Taka jest nasza nadzieja i myślę, że y, wszystkich, którzy o to się modlą. Um, well, I think that all of the people are praying right now for this uh, war to finish as soon as possible. So this is our main aim in our prayers to achieve and finish the war. Jest to sytuacja, którą przeżywamy 
no, bardzo poważna od II wojny światowej. It's the most serious situation that we are living right now since the Second World War, and that's affecting our lives. To sytuacja może zmienić całkiem sytuację w Europie. And it can change the whole European um, situation also. Ale mamy nadzieję, że tak nie będzie. But we do hope it won't happen. Nasza nadzieja jest w Bogu, jako chrześcijanie to podkreślamy. And as Christians, uh, we say that our hope is in God's hands. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Kate, you can answer this as well as Pastor Baltras. Is there anything that you would, you all would want us to know besides any of this? Just that we haven't asked today? Well, hmm. I'm pretty sure that the media coverage is definitely different here than, than in the US. Uh, what I'm first of all trying to explain to all of my friends is that uh, there is a lot of uh, saying that Poles are very nice now to white Ukrainians and they were not very nice to other nations crossing the borders. Um, I'm not an expert to say why and uh, if it was, you know, true or not true. The only thing I know is that it's very easy for people who are not involved in their neighbor war to say, um, you know, and offend other people only because they kind of are in a different country. Well, for I am aware of the fact that right now there are bombings in at least five countries in the world, but only the one that I really know and that I'm really very close to. And as a Pole, I've been to many, many times and they are my neighbors. I can in a way relate. So we can't blame people for uh, not being all the time open to any crisis in the world because unfortunately the world is a big, big, big place. And um, it's always like this a little bit that when you, when you can feel it and when you can touch it and it's so close, then your perspective changes. So this would be something that I definitely would like to share. And I'm sharing this with also my friends, not only from the US, but also from France, which is of course further than Poland to Ukraine. So this is one thing. And the second thing is that, uh, well, blocking everything that's Russian right now, even though I'm very against to blame all people from Russia for that, because it's not all of them. It's just one crazy guy thinking that he has uh, crazy power to do stuff. Um, but I know that if people in Russia won't be in a way put also in a situation that they have to fight against the war, this won't stop. So all of these uh, moves that are done by, I don't know, anonymous, uh, blocking all of the websites, all of these bank restrictions and sanctions, all of blocking, I mean, from shops, for example, from in Poland, the Russian vodka is already thrown away. You can imagine what this means. Finland also uh, decided not to buy any products from Russia. So 
a lot of smaller things that this also shows me as a younger person. Of course, I don't remember the other war, but my parents did. So they were telling me a lot of stuff about the war, how this looked like. So the only thing that I see as a positive aspect, not a positive aspect of the war, but as a positive aspect of the timings right now is that the power of internet, the power of globalization and the power of you know spreading the news and also kind of call kind of you know controlling everything that we can control everything by you know like the sterling uh, devices sent by Elon Musk in 10 minutes this is something that it's um, a new way of dealing with uh, global problems so um let's see what this also brings but uh i'm very much uh, i very much have this feeling myself that the war is not going to end very quickly it's just the way how to deal with this and how to protect as many people as possible right now this would be ideally my main kind of thought and mine kind of prayer yeah Uh, can you ask Pastor Botos, is there anything that he would like to share along those lines as well? Myślę, że mamy sytuację szczególną i powiedzmy to nas na nowo łączy jako metodystów i chrześcijan, nawet powiedziałbym, że jako ludzi, ponieważ mamy wojnę w naszym przypadku bardzo blisko siebie, I mamy też ludzi, którzy na tej wolnie cierpią. So it's also a very important thing to say that helping and by helping those who are in needs right now, it's um, also following, you know, like Jesus steps, yeah, and helping the people with uh, very specific things that they are in need of um, is something that they are trying to first of all focus of course so this is the main kind of aim as um, pastor Bartosz mentioned this already um, probably the closure of the border not only brings us here together but also in a way opens up the whole world to be together right now Thank you, Kate, for your um, perspective and Pastor Bartosz. That was helpful for us to hear because you're right. I think we're getting a, a different sense of media than you all are. I'm sure about that. I think I, I mean, maybe even said it to both of you that I think we're hearing a lot more about what Putin is thinking than what actually is happening on the ground. Um, speculation on what is he going to do next? Um, rather than the toll of war. Yeah, well, I can say that definitely what he's thinking is not any topic here right now because everyone already admits he's crazy. And uh, people try really to focus on what's happening and how they can help Ukraine. So it's, uh, of course, don't get me wrong, it is important but people are definitely not panicking and not being afraid of him. It's more about very concrete information and specific things they can do towards Ukraine than being worried what can Russia 
in general as a nation do next? Because as we see and the, the media coverage that we have here, it's already over Putin's um, thoughts what's happened. He thought the war is gonna be three days. He didn't send enough soldiers to Ukraine because he thought he will fight Ukraine within 72 hours the most. As we can see, it's already five days and thank God he's not even close there. So this also kind of changes the perspective that uh, we all focus on Ukraine and on helping people to get people out of it than to what Russia will say or do. But of course, don't get me wrong, we are aware of the fact what kind of weapon they have. So it is scary, but you know, they say that if you're scared, then you can't do anything. So what I see in Poland right now, people are trying to just fall and to do something good because we have no impact on his decisions any longer. Is there a sense that you all are, I don't know how to ask this politely, are you worried that he'll come turn his eyes towards Poland next? Jest to możliwe. Oczywiście trzeba wziąć pod uwagę, że kiedyś Polska, Ukraina, Litwa, te wszystkie kraje należały do bloku wschodniego, były pod wpływem Rosji. In Pastor's opinion, of course, it's a it's a possibility as Poland, uh, well, the closest neighbor, Lithuania also, and we as the countries and the nations, we were before under the SSRR uh, influence and we were part of their huge country. So of course, in in some time, this may happen. Are you, do you think people are concerned about that? Kate? No, I, I don't think so. I don't, I, I mean, I think they are concerned, but I also think that we, and maybe it's because I'm talking more about what um, younger, I'm not that young, but younger generation thing, as I have contact with young people, very, very vivid. Um, they are very much, trusting the uh, structures of European Union and uh, the NATO and uh, OCTA, sorry. Uh, so of course, it's not that we are not worried. It's more that we think that over the last years, there were some reasons to be part of a bigger group. And this, um, this is probably the only way that could save us, but this is that people in general very much believe right now, even though it may not be true. Thank you. Karen, did you have any more questions? I know it's morning here, but it's afternoon there. I'm, do you have any more questions for them? No, I don't. Um, I just, as I sit here and listen, um, it's just so surreal to think that all of this is going on and we see the media and we know it, but we're not necessarily living it like you guys are. Um, and all I keep seeing are, you know, the memories of, of that area, um, not Ukraine, but Poland and the beautiful buildings and the cities. And um, 
I just, in the history that's there um, that you have in your country from past wars. So um, it's just, it's just really, it's really hard to take this all in and to know that this is, this is going on. Um, definitely all of our prayers are, are with everybody over there. Um, it's reassuring to hear that you, I, I love that you are able to see the good in this. And Kevin always likes to point that out. Um, when there's bad things, always look for the good. Um, so I'm glad that you are seeing some positive things and that you're, you're seeing it's not just negative, even though it's a negative situation. Um, I don't have any other questions. David, do you have any? No, I'm just uh, so grateful um, that you all would take the time in the midst of a very stressful um, uh, moment of life, uh, that you would take the time to talk with us and share your perspective and uh, let us hear your story a bit and to make a personal connection with, um, as Karen pointed out, with something that does, it, it, we, we're very aware of um, the reality and yet it is far away. Um, so um, we have the luxury of being able to turn the channel and not think about it, uh, which is not okay. I'm not suggesting we should do that, but um, you don't. You all don't have that luxury, and I'm so grateful that you were willing to take the time today just to spend a few moments with us and let let folks uh, make a human connection um, with uh, uh, our neighbors um, uh, in Europe. We're grateful for that. Dziękuję również. Cieszę się, że mogłem połączyć się ze wszystkimi. Dziękuję za tłumaczenie również. Very thankful also for you know asking and being there for the whole congregation and uh, giving the chance to um to tell you a little bit about his perspective also. So yeah, and me for the translation. Thank you. That's all I can remember. Very nice. Very nice. That's Kate tried to teach us Polish, but that's about it. Dzindobre and Dziękuję. Yeah, maybe don't mention the other words. <laughs> okay, I won't, no. No, while we're recording. Maybe after we stop recording. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, thank you both for joining us. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Our prayers are with you guys. Um, we're, we're still praying. And hopefully maybe one day we can come back. Kevin can bring another another group back over there and we can play and play our handbells in the courtyard again and sing and enjoy your beautiful country. Yeah. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for joining us on this special episode. Um, we hope it was um, insightful for you as it was for us. And um, we'll be, please keep everybody in your prayers. And we'll be back um, next time. Thank you. Thank you.